With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Shit show, trust me, I know I had to use its own horn to slit the throat of a rhino Still die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die slow Yo, uh, trust me, bitch, please, been there, done that Trust me, bitch, please, been there, done that Trust me, bitch, please, been there, done that Trust me, bitch, please Fire in the hole Bums rush the fire in the barrel You have awoken the pharaoh Your life's in peril True like a sparrow, but spare no Man, when I drain his bone marrow It's a narrow path I'm walking Sleeping in the narrow coffin Hidden from the motherfucking sun rays The only cats that know me are the ones Staying up late And they can catch the fangs in the face Or the jugular vein Blood-driven, bloodlust and deranged Rare Japanese red bass Locked in the cage, bit me on the wrist and made me the way I am today, okay? Now that you grasp the premises, I break the skin with my fangs like I'm venomous, but really I'm the type of creature that's light sensitive. Bet on it, trust me, bitch, please. Been there, done that. Trust me, bitch, please. Been there, done that. Trust me, bitch, please. Been there, done that. Trust me, bitch, please. 
Trust me, bitch, please, been there, done that. Trust me, bitch, please, been there, done that. Trust me, bitch, please, been there, done that. Trust me, bitch, please. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You just saw a wonderful performance from our first guest. Or, dang it. Run it back. (laughs) (laughs) This usually doesn't happen. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Where Is This Going? A podcast about artists you may not know, but you hopefully will soon grow to at least appreciate, in the very least, you just saw our next guest, that dead poet give it up everybody for mr jared that dead poet rios uh there we don't have yeah there we go we'll get one woo in here well you know what claps we'll probably add i'll add claps and post (laughs) it's happening um thank you for joining me thanks for having joining us i should say yeah definitely uh wonderful performance by the way we do have another performance that you will see uh later in the podcast so stay tuned but you can follow Jared on Instagram, Twitter, find him on Facebook. Uh, just search That Dead Poet or at That Dead Poet on Instagram and Twitter. Um, this was no spaces, by yeah, the way. Yeah, of course. Everybody uh, like, has trouble because with the spaces, you can't find me. It's ah, weird. Okay, so maybe that's why. Maybe you can, but you got to dig. Yeah, you got <laughs> It takes a lot of scrolls. Yeah. Multiple pages. But yeah, That Dead Poet, no spaces. But you are a Holland native, correct, or no? Yeah, born and raised, um, currently living in Allegan right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, but, um, what was it, like 26 years Holland. Wow, that's a a long time in Holland. I also grew up in Holland, born and raised. Shouts out. Um, You don't see a lot of... A lot of rappers coming out of Holland, or you see a lot of... Musicians. I mean, Holland's Definitely. rife with great local musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly acoustic guitars r- rules. Yeah, the definitely. coffee shops that is downtown Holland. Yeah, but uh, it is refreshing to see uh, a great talent when it comes to rap, uh, especially local. So I commend you on that. Uh, not to it. say that I'm a gatekeeper when it comes <laughs> to local music, but we good. Okay, just making sure. I need you. Um, when did you? It did it start with just freestyling? How long have you been rapping? Um, well, I started writing my first rhymes in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just trying to like impress like this little group of girls in my art class, and uh, so most passions are yeah, accelerated, right. you know. Um, but like. So basically I wrote like these eight bars or whatever and then I heard like a line from Lincoln Park at the time and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'll just throw that in there, nobody will notice. Right. And I remember I, I did the whole thing and this other girl was like, Oh, I love that song and I was like, What? Like she <laughs> realized what I did and I was like, Never again and then right. that was like I guess that's like what all started, you know, that was only the, original exactly. writing. Yeah. 
Wow. Because yeah. even one line out of the song yeah. could be mistaken as, uh, yeah. you know, the whole song is stolen. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's, it's a great motivator, once again, for original thought, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you seem to flow original thought. that the Just in the sound check. It was just line after line, and I didn't know if you're referencing one of your old or one of your other songs or that same song, but it was just streams of like nonstop rhyming, and it was super cool to hear. One the first one I just uh, when you were doing the sound check. Oh, so God. before, yeah, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> it is it's interesting to me how people create like the process. Yeah. Everyone has a different creative process, uh, yeah. especially it varies when it comes to music or uh, mm-hmm. performance art or of any sort. But like when it comes to writing and I would think creative writing and you have another song that's more personal, it seems. But I'm sure all songs come from a personal place, but you are creative. Where does where does that process start, I guess? Um, well, for me, it's like, I feel like there's not really like a formula. Like there's mm-hmm. not really a method to my madness. I kind of just like every song has a different process. I feel like, right. Um, I mean, definitely like in the earlier years getting into it, um, I would just find a beat that I'd like and mm-hmm. basically, just rip it off of YouTube and then right. I'd write like 12 bars and for some reason like the last four bars were always the hardest for me. Mm-hmm. So like I guess back then there was like a method like I had my right. style. Because you had a song then that or you had a track then that you were writing you were writing verses to that yeah. track yeah. or for Definitely. the beat. And I always feel like it's better when you're writing specifically for that and then if you try to like put it to something else it's going to be right. like some parts are off because... Like, I like to, I mean, like, sometimes I'll hear, like, the way a certain instrument sounds, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to rhyme with that. Like Right, you're going to ride that up. wave. Yeah, and right. I'll, like, jump off and then catch the drums again, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, I mean, as far as process, just listening to the beat on repeat over and over and mm-hmm. over until I'm almost sick of it, <laughs> and then... Um, I feel like every time, like, the whole beat will go through, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I got another line. Right. So it's like I got to play it, like, 16 times for the first (laughs) verse. Right. Yeah, it's a a total of, uh, I don't know, 164. Yeah, uh, something like, it's probably more than that, too, after it all. Yeah, but a lot of plays, so you become one with the beat. Definitely. Which is, I mean part of rhyming you know you gotta become one with the beat um but did you ever do any who were your inspirations that got you into into hip-hop at like in general um like local people whether whether it be like people in your personal life who introduced you to hip-hop but also artists that influenced uh i guess your framework of what rap or hip-hop is um well, my brother Jesse introduced me to hip hop. Um, like, <clears throat> oh, squeak. My family mm-hmm. like pretty much raised me on like the Beatles, Johnny Cash, and Michael Jackson. Like that mm-hmm. was like 
and like probably a few other like bands here and there. Only legends, legends only in this home. <laughs> yeah, um, but like not hip hop. Like there was like no hip hop mm. being played, and then my brother Jesse came home with like uh, Nelly's Country Grammar, oh, of course, and like little Bow Wow. Fish don't fry bag. in the kitchen. Yeah. Beans don't burn on the grill. But I think that's that album. But honestly, uh, Lil Bow Wow, I feel like spoke to me more because he was like a little kid rapping right around I was that a age. Kid, you know? yeah, and. Like, he had this song called The Wickedest, and it still holds up. Like, I'll still bump it from time to time. Like, damn, like, that was... I, I feel like that might even have been, like, the initial time that, like, I fell in love with hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, even before trying to impress those girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, just... Uh, I kind of only knew about, like, mainstream artists and all that. Right. Um so like that's like what a lot of my writings turned into like i'd be like got a hundred dollars in my pocket in hand you might think not but i'll show you that i can't you know mm-hmm. like um just big that's big like, talk and big yeah, money exactly yeah. but like it's like braggadocia but just about yeah. like material shit of course and then like you get into underground where it's like braggadocia about like the skills and all that like mm-hmm. the lyrics and and actually cam morgan shout out the homie um <laughs> put me on to like underground hip hop right on and he it took him a while like for like atmosphere to like sink in because he would always be like listen to atmosphere listen to atmosphere and i'd Mm -hmm. be like yeah i don't know and then he showed me the crest uh these guys from wisconsin like i feel like nobody's yeah wisconsin the home of underground rap (laughs) the home of cheese and corn yeah (laughs) Uh, cheese corn and underground rap yeah you don't you know but um (laughs) Those so it's like these twin brothers and like their style just like blew my mind because it was way mm-hmm. different than anything I've ever heard at that time. And then um, I remember the next day I listened to like these two songs that Cam showed me over mm-hmm. and over. And the next day I was like, oh, listen to this rap I wrote, and it was just like sixteen bars. Mm-hmm. And like as soon as I did, I just saw Cam like losing his mind. Like he's like, "What happened? Like you're so good now." And <laughs> now I, I hate to say it, but before. Not that great, but I have I have me? to. <laughs> right, you feel much more comfortable giving a compliment when there's improvement. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, then that's where like I kind of obsessed with like underground hip hop and mm-hmm. like became kind of like a hip hop snob, and it was mainly like Minnesota based artists, and mm-hmm. then a little bit of like uh, California, like Dumbfounded and Anderson mm-hmm. Pack back when he was Breezy right. Lovejoy. Um, and like Watsky and all those guys. Um, and then also like old school hip hop mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't know where that came in, but <laughs> how you found it. Yeah. I, it's just, it, I don't know. I feel like th- that style of hip hop has the best beats like mm-hmm. DJ premier, right. Uh, the RZA, Dr. Dre, you know what I mean? Like those are like mm-hmm. my favorite beats and like, I mean, yeah, they we- stand the test of time. You know, I because- loved West Coast producing in general when it comes yeah. to beats, uh, Dr. Dre, yep. and just like the same, the same deal with. I always think of uh, one, two, three, and two, but the yeah. the synthesizer that reminds me of like the flutes also in the song that you had, kind yeah. of. But the the high notes is something that my ear is attracted to, yeah. so it's. And it's something very prevalent in West Coast. I've, uh, West Coast beats, I find. Yeah, definitely. Um, but going back to your family, I kind of want to know more about 
you're growing up. Uh, I know you had one brother, at least. Uh, yeah, I got two brothers and a sister. Um, I'm the runt of the litter. Okay. Um, goes my brother Jesse, my sister Cassandra, my brother Jordan, and then me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we grew up, like, first six years of my life on 8th Street, where, like, the police station is now. Bef- oh, yeah. Before, it was just, like, the small one kind of right after the clock tower there. Right. And they ended up buying my parents' house and uh, my uncle, his house. He, we we're next-door neighbors. Oh. So that was pretty cool, like, growing yeah. up with my cousins. But Until they got taken away. Yeah, and then they moved out to Zealand, and we moved to, like, north side of Holland. We didn't mm. have cars, so we didn't see each other for Dang. a long time. Um, but yeah, then we lived like right by, um, you know, where like Mac Bay is Yep. like right yeah. behind there. So I was like walking to school and then right. it's kind of when I started to get into skateboarding a little bit, but not really trying that hard. Just like mm. kind of using it to ride around. Um, <laughs> it's and, better than walking yeah. at that point. And honestly at that time too, when we were living, um, on the North side, I was actually, like trying to like make up my own like chords on guitar and stuff mm-hmm. and like write my own lyrics. I remember, I don't know what I did, but something probably really mean to my mom. And then yeah. I like wrote like a whole song about like, I'm sorry, mom. Oh uh, yeah. Nice. An apology. Yeah. I thought it was expressing your anger no, through no. the song afterward. No, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Me making amends or just trying to get her to forgive me. Right. Cause it was probably, something really dramatic yeah i think as adults we we can all look back on our outbursts against our parents and especially me you're also a father but like having a kid and realizing what they're throwing tantrums about yeah and then like in 20 years if you could remember this you were gonna be like what was i doing yeah definitely and yeah i look back on a lot of the bullshit i put my parents through like just even six years ago and i'm like what do you you weren't even that young (laughs) you have no excuse Uh, but that's got to be tough moving from uh like the heart of downtown basically because everything is within walking distance there and then out to the north side of town yeah i mean the only real difference from what I remember, I mean, I was so young. Right. I, the only thing I really remember was, like, we would always, like, me and my brothers would ride our bikes up to Cobblestone and, mm-hmm. like, get Pokemon cards and, like, look at the comic books and right. stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, when we moved, it was just, it was kind of weird, like, just having to, like, make new friends in the neighborhood and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say that I did right away. Like, definitely until I switched schools, I, like, didn't have a bunch of friends or anything. Right. Like, in the middle school, you mean? or Yeah. Because um, yeah. I think... So, I was going to, like, a Catholic school until we moved. Oof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... And How old I, are you again? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm uh, 27. 27? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... I, raised catholic and went to the catholic school and then i think it was like third or it was fourth grade then i went to west ottawa mm-hmm. to like woodside and then mac bay and then the high school right and just like one trimester at the high school and then i was like 
Yeah, I don't like it. Like, I just felt like I was just like Deuces. shuffled in with thousands of kids. Yeah, it's West Auto is a huge school. And yeah. I mean, Zealand, I'm sure it's easy to feel the same way. Yeah. I, I think I take for granted sometimes that I grew up in one like county or whatever, one school district and went through all of school with the same people because uh, that familiarity can. I mean, it was safe, but I didn't like experience trying to make new friends or like going to a new place until I got to college. And as an adult, it's still a tough transition, but to be primed for it would have been probably better for me. Um, But so you leave high school like completely freshman year? Um, No, actually. So I switched to Wavecrest, actually, school of the... Uh, degenerates and teen moms. Yes. <laughs> Who's to say they're not one and the same? Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. I was a teen dad, so I yeah. care. just barely, but still degenerate. <laughs> um, I don't think that's what made me the degenerate. It was yeah. probably the crack addiction. Um, <laughs> so, Wavo, that's nice. So, yeah, uh, my brother Jordan was going to Wavo. He actually got kicked out of West Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And... I just remember I wanted to be in high school with my brother so bad that right. I was like, maybe I should go there. And he was like, oh, dude, it's awesome. We have clear backpacks. I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, why is that cool? No, but, it's like bringing back the 90s. <laughs> yeah, but it was really just because they wanted to make sure kids didn't bring weapons and yeah. drugs. But, um, As if they don't have pockets. Yeah. But I was like, okay, cool. So then I went there. And then kind of like that was like where I like really like honed my craft and i would like literally just like focus on schoolwork and then like if it was like kind of like a lull in the day Mm -hmm. i just like open up my rap journal sometimes like hide my math book in front of it so i don't know i'm writing raps (laughs) um and then rap will always find a way yeah and then i that's pretty much like then i feel like i finally started like finding my place with friends and Mm -hmm. like I don't know. I just feel like that was where my whole, where everything was like developed. I feel right. like, my like brain. the confidence too. Do you think because you uh, seem to yeah. have a lot of support from your friends Definitely. Uh, that or like your peer group um, yeah. that you came up with? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like floated around in a bunch of different like friend groups right that was me yeah. i feel that and, social butterfly but it was like i'd always find like one person that i'd be like you're awesome you know? i mean yeah. a lot of times more than one person but at least like one person right. and then like eventually it got to a point where like just meeting all like the north side skate rats like right um you know calvin compagner ben hansen mm-hmm. monkey like all those guys, a million more that I'm sorry I didn't name. But also, yeah, three great skaters. <laughs> yeah, that I've or I've seen. I haven't seen Ben skate in a long time. But yeah, Calvin Compagner and Monkey, I've seen. Um, oh, who does the videos? Now I'm thinking. I'm uh, Chase, Chase. Chase Bowie. Yeah. Chase Bowie. I uh, I follow. Uh, I follow Chase on Instagram just for those videos. Because yeah, I, I I love I can't i could kick flip i think in seventh grade and that was the last time uh 
I tried skating, probably. Dude, that's um, the hardest trick, though. No, that was one time, and I was like, I, this is <laughs> achievement. And yeah, then I would, st- I would still just ride it to transport, but mm-hmm. that was about it. Yeah. And then it was longboards after that. It was yeah. all day. Um, when did you make the, like, dive into skating, or at least the skate uh, scene? Um, so that was definitely when I met Calvin. Because, like, when I was living on the north side when i was like 13 probably to 16 that's mm-hmm. like the time where i was just like kick pushing not really right. doing crazy tricks but i remember going to holland skate and seeing like they were like oh we just got this new kid on our team and it was calvin Compagner's part mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck this guy's my age like <laughs> i should just quit and like I, I think that's when i like stopped trying to do tricks but then he ended up going to Wavecrest later mm-hmm. on you're like, oh, and, this is meeting a local legend. Yeah, like legit. That's how I felt. And he was just like, eh, whatever, you know, it's nothing. And then <laughs> it's school, man. Yeah. Just... And then we had uh we both had AM tech. Mm-hmm. So um I would drive and I think I don't know, I think he would get dropped off or something. Mm-hmm. And but then like after he realized I was driving, he was like, All right, I'm gonna ride back to school with you. Right. And then we'd like smoke a bowl on the way back. Of course. Um but then perks of driving right. anywhere or, dur- during school. But then it got to a point where we just like wouldn't go to school. We would just go to his house and um I remember I would always immediately do like sixty sit ups, twenty push ups just because I was like trying to like get in shape and everything. Oh yeah. And then we would like sit in his garage for a couple hours just doing bong rips. Right. And then he'd be like, let's go to the park. And I remember the first time he said it, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't really skate. <laughs> I don't really skate like that. Yeah. And then he was like, well, come on, I'll teach you. And then. Shit. Like he like really did. And he like broke it down like how to skate by like explaining it in music terms, which is like, sounds like it doesn't make sense, but it definitely Calvin, makes sense. a musician as well. Um, he is probably one of the best freestyle rappers in Holland. He's oh, a yeah. beast, like seriously. Duly noted. And that was like also why we got along so great too. Cause like we would just be like smoking weed in his garage and he like put on some beats and we just freestyle and like, Oh yeah. Definitely like the best, like back and forth freestyles I've had with someone. That's awesome. And yeah. that's, uh, that's a fast lane to friendship too. Yeah, definitely. Rap will find a way. Continue. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, then we'd, like, skate until everyone would get out of school, and then we'd skate with all of them. But by then, we're, like, cruising around um, the neighborhood there. I don't want to say it because it would blow up a spot. But, um, (laughs) yeah, just go on, like, little stony cruises, and we'd go back. Oh, yeah, I already know. Yeah, and then, like, (laughs) maybe drink a little bit there, and then, like... I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm like a good skater, mm-hmm. but I definitely <laughs> can like fucking ollie and fifty fifty some shit. Right. You know? I can like, ride the park. Yeah. yeah I just can... honestly, I just love doing fifty fifty so much. Like, there's something <laughs> about just like locking your trucks into like a ledge or a rail if I'm that daring, mm-hmm. um, and just like the sound of it. But I would imagine a a, a rail is way more satisfying. Definitely. Not yeah. just because of the difficulty, but because of the sound. Yeah. Because it's it's the classic. Yeah. You get that like skateboard. reverb in the rail. Right. You feel it in your like feet. The, I've the never, but angle iron on concrete. <laughs> I 
Yeah, I wish I could skate. I tried inline for a little bit when I was uh, learning, like trying to skateboard or skate yeah. or do something to be at a skate park because that's where I wanted to hang out mm-hmm. uh, in like sixth grade, seventh grade. Uh, in the end, I just. I feel like yeah, if you're trying to like do like inline, that's like the complete opposite because you're facing oh, yeah. forward doing everything the whole time versus like you're going sideways yeah. on a skateboard. You I know? but. Granted, I was a much better skier than I was a snowboarder. Okay. So, I, although I know skateboarding and snowboarding are vastly different. Are they? I've been told, because I can... I thought it was uh, surfing. Cause surfing, you steer with your nose. Right. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. surfing, you steer with your nose, and uh, snowboarding. Uh, this was Johnny Tsunami that taught yeah, me this. Yeah, that's what it was. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, Disney Channel <laughs> may teach your kids terrible morals, but also great life lessons <laughs> when learning to surf and yeah. or snowboard. Um, <laughs> this is not a plug for Disney. I yeah, need you to yeah. understand that. Uh, <laughs> but that is also one to have a friend that's, that's so talented at something to also like try to dumb it down. No offense. Yeah. But but to to teach someone something, you have to dumb it down. Yeah. I mean, he used to teach like kindergartners how to skate back in the day. Jeez. Like I didn't, I had no clue about that. You wouldn't know if like, even if you got to know him, but unless he told Mm. you like, you'd have no clue, but he's like, yeah, I can teach. I used to teach kindergartners how to drop in on a mini. Like, Okay. Well, Jeez. Also, shout out to him. He's also a dad, and I yeah. fear for that child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. I'm sure he's a great teacher. Yeah. Because um, you did you ever you haven't completely messed your body up from skating, have you? Uh no. I've never even broken a bone, but it's um I definitely follow the motto of like stay within your limits. I mean, right. Um, you're not a go big or go home kind of guy. I'm like, I'm like the guy where it's like, I'm going to do like my warm up tricks that I know I got Mm -hmm. and like practice them, land them each like two or three times. And then if there's time, I'm going to try some new stuff. Right. But usually by then it's like, all right, I got to go. Yeah. It sounds (laughs) like an open mic for me. Um, (laughs) do you take that same approach in rap? Like I know you and Calvin would go back and forth freestyling in a very comfortable environment, but do you ever... Do you freestyle a lot, um, like in, say, uh, party settings, group settings? Uh, definitely used to. Right. I, would, I feel like that's kind of why I got, like, wrapped up in, like, the whole party scene so much was because mm. I was just trying to, like, find people that I could just freestyle battle while I'm, like, drunk. Like, mm-hmm. I, a lot of times I'd have, like, you know, you get a few lines here and there that, like, you'll recycle as fillers when you're freestyling. Right. One of them I know I'd say, like, I'm the drunken master, you know, <laughs> and, like... I don't know, it sounds some, like, Wu-Tang shit, but... Right, and one, great, um, but two, it's it's almost a crutch, Yeah, uh, you could say, because a lot of people use alcohol for confidence, and I know, like, if I get a whiskey drink or two in me while, like, and go up on stage, I'm gonna be at least feeling funnier. Yeah. And, like, feel just warmer, feeling looser. looser. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Looser and more confident. Like, yeah. you feel more comfortable. Yeah. And you're, a lot of people are a lot, a lot more capable of operating in their element yeah. when they're that comfortable. Definitely. And you can take that for granted or use it as a crutch, like I said. Yeah. And then just be like, well, no, this is what I need to usher in 
the creativity or to get in the flow. Yeah. Um, did you did you find yourself? I know it was it was a party thing, um, like a party lifestyle. But do you do you think you used also alcohol to as a creative crutch? Um, definitely. Like when I was performing, like you were saying, um, I remember like when I was doing open mic nights at park theater like me and jake would try to do oh like yeah everyone for a while shout out to park theater yeah park theater fiegel <laughs> um i don't even think he's there anymore is he nope oh. anyways i was um, gonna say jake would know of course um but like so yeah i wouldn't even go on stage unless i had like a shot of jameson and a pbr in my hand like i'd already knocked back the shot and i'm walking on stage yep. with a pbr and then it's like okay now i feel comfortable it's a ritual too yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely, like, a creature of habit, mm-hmm. so that, I don't know. But, like, okay, so when it comes to writing, though, right. I would never write. Like, after I have one sip of alcohol, I made that, like, a rule. Like, I don't write after drinking because mm. I, like, saw it written by some writer somewhere that, like, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. I used to follow this, uh, like, writing tips and stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. back in the day, and that was, like, one of them it was, like, never write after one drop of alcohol or something i don't know hmm. but then i just like also that's great discipline yeah yeah to to but see then. to see one tip on twitter and be like <laughs> i guess this whole great. <laughs> yeah. but then eventually got to a point where i was like drinking so much i was like i can't write you know <laughs> exactly. I mean? like, i'm not writing anything new i might as well freestyle but that's not yeah. helping yeah exactly um, there there are some songs though where it's like they'll start out as a freestyle, right? Um, like Blind on the Produce album, me and Jake did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a, a line where I say, "Let me get it off the top, eat your dinner while it's hot." I'm smoking on the pot. Like that was all a freestyle at first, right? And then um, I think I was like with Calvin and Ben when I did that, and they were like, "Write that shit down." <laughs> and I was Hell like, yeah. "Okay," and I wrote it down. And I was like, "Should I change that though?" Because like now it's not off the top, right? But, but then I was like, you know, it's off the top of the song, you, you, so might as well. Either either way, it yeah. fits. But also, you know the essence. Yeah. And the original, the original spit was a freestyle. Yeah. And true. I think now that it's now it's recorded. Yeah. That's what it is, really. Now it's recorded and released. Yes. For public consumption. Where can we find that? Um, you can find the produce album on Spotify. Apple Music, allegedly on Pandora. I haven't found it on oh, there yet. Oh, we'll see. Um, <laughs> it's weird, though. I, I keep trying to, like, make our Pandora station, and it always leads me to, like, uh, like punk rock or, like, screamo stuff. I'm like, what? Emerge 2021, GDIT's signature virtual event series. See Vision brought to life with GDIT and over 40 leading partners showcasing real solutions in digital modernization, emerging technology, and defense cloud. Register at GDIT.com slash emerge. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. 
doesn't Jake Walker mostly make like kind of dub? Yeah, like EDM. Uh, EDM. Stuff. Yeah, that's um, everything was grouped into dubstep when yeah. I first heard about Jake Walker. He was too. I printed his first shirts at Tech Center. And, Hell yeah! And it was like support your local dubstep artist, and then later he did like a second run where it was support your local EDM artist. Nice. He he <laughs> changed with the times as yeah, well. Definitely smooth move. I remember him doing shows at um the unseen yeah that was the first show me and him did i think i might have saw you there dude that was like a pretty live show yeah like i remember at one point i looked up and just saw like a part of the crowd just pulsing <laughs> and i was like in my mind like holy shit like and how old how old were you then oh, like i was 18 18 or 19 yeah something like that because i met jake when i was 18 and he was 16 mm-hmm. and um he would like just started doing like the unseen he or he did like his first one with alec haas mm-hmm. and had him open and then he was like all right i want you to open and we had one song together so it was like i did all my songs and then we had our collaborative one and then he did all his right but like dude that that was crazy i remember that was packed mm-hmm. <laughs> like for such a little place you, like, yeah those <laughs> the coffee house turned teen nightclub yeah at, for real it really did <laughs> people were snorting lines of molly in the bathroom yeah those were great times <laughs> i wasn't on i wasn't on any of that i just started smoking weed but it was a good yeah. it was a good time uh <laughs> but is that where you you first started live performing or where did you where was your first performance besides open mics um, or well, so if that, the open that, mic was. that unseen show, that was like my first performance. Um, well, I guess, no, besides that, it would be um, I actually was the vice president of Wavecrest. Oh. And then the president stepped down. So I became the president by nice. default. It's <laughs> um, the best way. Yeah. And then. Um, I like we I basically like had to like organize some type of events or something mm-hmm. and they were like about to like make me not be president because me and Calvin were skipping so much like you're never here right. um, but then how can you be a president of a country you're never in yeah but then we had like this whole spirit week thing and they said they wanted to do like a cookout mm-hmm. and I was like alright well I'll rap like I'll perf- do a performance for everyone and I remember like everyone was like eating so like i wasn't expecting everyone to be like standing up and like oh right you know but um i wasn't expecting to turn up yeah but like i was like watching people's reactions like while they're sitting there a lot of them are just like sitting and like actually like watching me and like just like reassurance for me but then mm-hmm. like the last song i did i i say i think the hook was like come at me one at a time and you'll come at me one at a time and i say i'm standing right here you could form a straight line and like after i said that like eight or ten kids start walking up and they legit like formed a line in front of me and just start like freestyling and like trying to like battle me but i just like pass them the mic and i just like laugh and react like like you know i was like not trying to battle i'm not trying to battle i'm trying to just like cipher and like spread Mm -hmm. positivity like and creativity like right you know like, inspiring creativity yeah i mean at some point i feel like everybody's got a rhyme that they can rap mm-hmm. you know and for some of those kids that probably was their chance right everybody's got something floating up floating around up there yeah they all they need got to... a couplet you know yeah it's two bars to make you laugh or something right and it, you gave them an opportunity and a chance to get that out there and yeah. maybe spark spark a dream for other kids yeah. I don't know how old they were, much younger than you, uh, yay or nay. I mean, but. we just, yeah, it was like, 
freshman to senior all like lumped in there. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. so that was probably the first performance and then the unseen. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like just getting my chops up at Park Theater. Right. And like Jake was always like, we need to write more. We need to make more music, create more, create more. And mm-hmm. I'm like, when are we going to make an album? Like, that's my thing. I was yeah. always like trying to form but an album. But it's got to be, yeah. And he was just trying to like form like a set list that was unstoppable, you know? Right. And, um, I mean, eventually I guess some people had seen us and like gave me other opportunities and I did like a show in St. Joe for just from somebody seeing me at park theater. Awesome. Yeah. And then, but like mostly all the other shows was Jake. Like he, I don't know how he does it, but he just like networks and (laughs) shout out to Jake Walker. Yeah. Promoting. And then from that, we ended up doing like shows in Muskegon, like in a movie theater. We did like a festival in Bangor. Um, yeah, just kind of like all over West Michigan. Bangor, oh, Michigan, yeah. not Maine. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one. From a performance in Bangor, Michigan, to a performance here in the Stooge. Here's another performance by that dead poet. Take a look. Will I live? Will I die? 
That's the question I face inside. Will I live? Will I die? I'll tell you if I make it out the other side. Dancing on the edge of this bridge. And I wonder if I jump or I live. I'm just dancing on the edge of this bridge. And I wonder if I jump or I live. Will I live? Will I die? That's the question I face inside. Will I live? Will I die? I'll tell you if I make it out the other side. Will I live? Will I die? That's the question I face inside. Will I live? Will I die? I'll tell you if I make it out the other side. Shout out to Jake Walker for producing that beat. Peace. We'll get back to rap uh, after you just saw a performance. Um, I think of the slower performance. I don't know which one we'll put where, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> but that does, I do, you had said when you were recording that you like to grab both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And I'd say that's a great uh, example um, because you... You do have versatility and uh, variety, the spice of life. Um, <laughs> so where do, I guess, do you, do you listen to a lot of R&B at all? Or any um, any of the, sl- or maybe slower hip-hop, I guess? I am Now I'm actually kind of getting into R&B. Um, definitely no Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense to That's, Drake fans. I don't consider that um, R&B. Barely rap. I've, yeah, I feel like it, it's like R&B rap. Yeah. You know? Um, but like Sir, have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. Big fan of him. Um, and I don't know Anderson Pack. I feel like it's kind of like R and B ish. R and B jazzy. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. He's got all styles like, get... wrapped in the one. Love Anderson Pack. Yeah. Anyone who's been to Comedy Night at Paris Lounge can attest they yeah. they know I I bump him regularly. Nice. Also, Comedy Comedy Night at Paris Lounge coming back March eighteenth. And 25th and every Thursday after that, hopefully. But yes, any Jew. Weird plug. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Anderson Pack. Um, any female artist in the Gambit? Uh, Gambit in the hand? I don't know. Using uh, card terms. I mean, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um there's actually one, this girl Dessa from Doomtree out of Minneapolis. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't listen to like a lot of her solo stuff, but when they come together as a whole, mm-hmm. like basically their whole thing is like comprised of like MC producer, singer, MC producer, singer, MC producer, producer, DJ, you know? Right. And then they all form like Voltron or like Wu-Tang. Yeah. Um, my, one of my favorite collaborative groups, uh, yeah. Not Wu Tang. Well, oh. yes, would one of fuck. Um, no, uh, I was gonna say Odd Future. Oh same, yeah, same Definitely. type of format. Yeah, Odd Future's dope too. Especially like I don't know. I feel like as I get older, like and artists are getting older, mm-hmm. it's like they curate the music for me. I mean, not specifically for me, but, but like they they're also shaping with you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like 
when Tyler first came out, it was like just like shocking. Yeah, like, kill people, burn shit, fuck yeah. school. And then it, and like, you know, I was like skating around that time or like mm-hmm. really getting into it, and that's kind of like the whole lifestyle of that, right? And then like he comes out with uh, what was that album, Flower Boy? Yeah, that like that's I feel like I had like so much soul in it. Yeah, and, and then that. yeah, songs like Glitter Firework. Yeah. I yeah. feel like glitter. Or even like Gambino, he ended up coming out with, uh, uh, what was that album with Redbone on? Awaken My Love. Yeah. Aw- um, I think that's what, or yeah, Awaken some- My Soul. Awaken My Something yeah. Love. The Awakening. S- sweet. And there's an S in there too. But yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, definitely heavily into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like most of my music rotation. Right. Um, but being that I'm from Holland and that's like not what is like mostly performed around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just seeing other bands play that like made me realize like, Oh, like, like what, you know, like I hardly listened to bands up into the point where me and Jake were doing shows at park theater every night. Right. And then like seeing like fever haze and, um, Seeing Mark and Alex Perez. Right. Um, Seeing local, like, folk or rock. Yeah, exactly. uh, It opens your eyes to one other types of music because it's actually, like, performed and in your face. Like, you have to be there. Definitely. But also to the talent around you. Yeah. Which is something I've always appreciated in this town. Yeah. I I already referenced that earlier. Um, And also, like... um, I don't know if it was like around the same time for Jake. I feel like he's probably always been raised on uh like bands and all that stuff. I thought you were gonna say raised on EDM. I was like, that's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> no. no, like he's like raised on like classic rock and all that, I'm pretty right. sure from what I heard from his family. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like we both kind of like really got into like bands and all that around that time mm-hmm. at the same time. Cause like there was this other dude there too, um, Raymond or whatever. He would do like, uh, like White Stripes covers, and that was like, okay. the first time I ever heard any like Jack White songs. And this, mm-hmm. like, he would do it like to a T, or like make it his own, but like it'd still be dope, right? And I'd be like, "This is insane!" Like, and I thought he was writing them. Yeah, so the I'm right. Like, I want to work with this guy. Yeah. The White Stripes done right can be inspiring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, then I kind of like for a while I still kind of got heavily into like Jack White and Beck Mm -hmm. um and like CCR I mean just Mm -hmm. to name a few (laughs) uh did you are you would you say you're a bigger fan of live live perform well everyone's I think dying for live performances right now but I was gonna say like a group listening experience or like a solo listening experience when it comes to your favorite artists you mean like on stage like a group or? no yeah that would be i guess the group listening experience would be the the live performance uh as opposed to i mean and obviously some music is meant to be consumed in a different setting yeah um i mean I don't know. That was kind of a, a yeah. No, it's question. it's a weird question. I'm um, sorry. Um, I'm rambling. Wait, wait. Let me just try and answer it. Okay. So <laughs> we'll when it comes to like together. listening to music, I prefer like just be by myself listening to music so I can actually like 
analyze and overanalyze it like I tend to do. Right. Um, focused on, are you focused more on the lyrics or the music? Um, I, now I'm getting to the point where I try my hardest just to like focus on the music, mm -hmm. but I still end up getting like drawn back to the lyrics and right. like, it's, it's hard. That's just like, how it's the whole couple wired. plays through thing again, yeah. I'm sure. Like, cause it's easy to get distracted by great. Like I'm a very big fan of lyrics and wordplay and references and things like that. Yeah. So if I catch it, I'm always happy when it's like, I'll catch it something else on the next listen but i'm never exactly really listening for the music tone unless i already have all the lyrics committed to memory exactly that's a like same exact okay <laughs> pattern of thoughts i have mm -hmm. and that like goes into my writing too because like um one of my favorite like probably all-time favorite i don't know it's kind of arguable be aesop rock mm -hmm. um not ASAP Rock. Right, not to be confused. Um, A-E-S-O-P. Yep, like Aesop Fables. Yes. Um So, like, I feel like every time I listen to his music, I can listen to this same song that, like, I have lyrics committed to memory, but right. then I, like, really listen this one time, and it's like, oh, I've been saying that wrong. Yeah. And then it, like, blows my mind because <laughs> it makes so much more sense. Usually I get that with songs I listen to, like, years later. Like, I've been randomly yeah. listening to songs from, like, middle school, which was a lot of pop punk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, I'm listening to old, like, Forever the Sickest Kids songs, and be like, Oh no, not this makes a lot more sense with <laughs> yeah. the right words. Yeah, now that you like understand what they're talking about. Understand life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but like that so that's what I try to do with my mm -hmm. my raps. I want I don't want it to be like a one time experience, just one and done. Like I want somebody to listen to it like a hundred times and then be like Oh, like that's what he's right. saying. Right. Find something new to appreciate all yeah, the time. Exactly. With it. Um and like just I'm such a fan of like playing with words, like you said, word mm -hmm. playing all that. Like that is my bread and butter. Like that's right. my go-to. But then there's other times where like I'm now I'm trying to get into more of like singing stuff, mm -hmm. um, which is like a little weird and different, kind of more like nerve-wracking. I feel like because I just um, kind of insecure about my singing voice. Right. Well, and, and, especially just getting into it, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but, like, growing up with, like, my whole family of singers, like, my dad oh. has an album on, like, vinyl. Nice. Where he's, like, playing guitar and singing, and his brothers are playing and singing, too. So you grew um, up in a musical family. Definitely, yeah. Mexican? Uh, or well, Latino? I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to tread lightly here. I'll let you I'm, answer. I mean, honestly, I did a DNA test recently. I just uh, took a DNA test. <laughs> turns out... I'm 100% that dude. Um, <laughs> that dead poet. Yeah, that dead poet. Um, but no, so I'm like a mix of everything. Like, it's mm. it's pretty wild. But, um, you know, my dad's mostly Mexican and Puerto Rican. Mm. And my mom's, like, mostly Polish. So um, we didn't, like, grow up speaking Spanish in the house. So I mm -hmm. don't know Spanish unless it's the swear words. Right. <laughs> um, Unless it's something said in aggression. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, so like my dad would always be playing guitar and he plays trumpet too. So like, of course, mariachi. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, um, my brother Jesse was like in vocal airs at West Ottawa and mm. then he did like this whole, um, like acapella group that would do like street performer series Dang. downtown. And then 
my sister was like in choir. I don't know if she was in vocal or not, but she was in choir. Mm-hmm. And then like when I first got into rapping, it was like me, my brother Jordan, and our friend Cam. Mm-hmm. And like then I don't know, like throughout time, it was just like Jordan was just like, oh, I'm done with it. <laughs> um, and then I just stuck with it because I just right. loved it. I had nothing else to do. Or yeah, yeah no, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Where was I going? What was uh, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, we were talking about experiencing. Uh, we were going through the consuming process mm. of music. Um, but I guess I'll I'll reformulate the question to be, what do you... I'll stop assuming. Are you a fan of live performances and going to concerts? I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you? No. You're. I'm happy they're gone. <laughs> God, I could give a uh, shit if they come back. It's like when people say, "I don't like music." Yeah. It's like, what? what do you do? It's like, get away from me. Like I, uh, I listen to <laughs> mostly podcasts. Like when I'm yeah. driving or working, but, I mean, it's good. You gotta right, but I still up. like to listen to music. Yeah. Like I still listen to music too. Oh. But anyways, um, it serves a purpose always. I mean, yeah, I, I love live performance. I never went to a concert until I was 16, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it, it was like one at Lamangelo's, and it was this group called Flying Without Wings or something like that oh. from Grand Rapids. I thought you were going to say like the overheaters because that oh. would have been a <laughs> shitty show. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, but they were like, they both had like Kanye shades on and were just like rapping like, Dope. like they were trying to be Kanye. Uh, yeah, it was the and, time. And it was kind of cool, but I was just like, I felt like, the whole time I was watching, I was just thinking like of what could be done better, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like my dad kind of realized like how serious I was about this. Right. And he's like, all right, I'm going to take you to a show this year. Like find a show and I'll take you to one. Dang. And then at the time I was actually, uh, living in Grand Haven. Um, just like for a couple months, just like mm-hmm. in between, like finding a different house in Holland. Right. Um, and that's when, like, I started obsessing with Rhyme Sayers, which is Atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, or Slug from Atmosphere, Ant, the producer from Atmosphere, Brent Sadiq Sayers, and uh, Musab are, like, the founders of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, Atmosphere is, like, the most consistently pushing out music, and, right. like, they're to the forefront of promotion so like of course that's what caught me mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i hear about this thing called Soundset, which is just like it before covid happened it became the biggest hip-hop festival of all time dang um but where at it it was in a couple different places like it was mm. in downtown minneapolis at first just like in a parking lot right and that was like before my time by the time we ended up going there it was in uh shakopee Minnesota, mm-hmm. and, and it was like right next to like this horse track, like mm-hmm. people like betting on horses and stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was like a real eye opener because at that time, like I thought I was the best rapper because <laughs> like I there's like no rappers in Holland that right. I knew of at the time, exactly. <laughs> and then like going there and like seeing them like before they'd even perform because they're just walking around the festival grounds like shaking my hand and right. i'd be like oh can i get a picture just like in case i liked them yeah and then like i'd see like toki right go up there and like this tear could, it down this like, could be a value later yeah <laughs> and then like uh this guy greaves who i'm a big fan of now he like was on stage like when we were walking in mm-hmm. and i remember later like we were like standing there like oh nice nice 
it was just me, my dad, and my brother Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I remember like later just seeing him like walking around, like it was nothing with a Heineken in his hand. <laughs> and I was like pointing at him and like looking at my. You're just that dude. Like, yeah, looking at my dad, I was like, that guy was just on stage. <laughs> like I could tell just because of his shirt. And then he saw me pointing at him and he just like beelined it for me and like walked to me and like shook my hand. And I was like starstruck, like <laughs> didn't know what to say. And then um, this guy, Idea, who is arguably the best freestyle rapper of all mm. time. Like, he's won Blaze Battle, Rock Steady Battle. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I knew about him just because of that and didn't really know much of his recorded music. But right. then I saw him there, and I, like, couldn't even talk to him. Like, I was so <laughs> nervous. Just like a little 16-year-old kid. I'm just like, I was, like shook his hand, and I was just, like, standing there and because my brother jordan's like oh can i get a picture with you mm. and then he's like idea saw me just like standing there like all awkwardly smiling <laughs> and then he goes come here and like pulls me in right. and, and like and then like a few years after that he like ended up passing away um so it's like r.i.p yeah but like so it's crazy like that i got that opportunity because he like reached out to right me, you know i was gonna say you've had a lot of lending uh, or people lending a helping hand. There we go. Definitely. Um, Takes a village. Hell yeah. To produce this rapper? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is one <laughs> uh, sad, but a great moment. And I think what what he will, I guess, live on in your memory by is that compassion or that like reaching out. Yeah, Because it, it seems like an impactful moment. Yeah, um, for sure. And seemed to his rap career as it were seemed to inspire some of your hot flow um definitely he's i remember uh like cam was like kind of getting into idea at the same time too mm-hmm. and i like had like some of his tracks already like memorized like, right lyrics committed to memory <laughs> and there's like a part in one of the songs where he starts going really fast and like before that, me and Cam were like rapping it together, and then right. the fast part came, and Cam stopped, and I just start going, and Cam's like, "What does he say there?" Like, you know, <laughs> please give me the deeds. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I had I had fun with that during a, "Look at Me Now." That was one of my favorite. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> to Daddy, rap that, fast. That was huge. Yeah, but much more mainstream. I'm yeah, sorry. definitely. Undergrounder, undergrounder, underground is way cooler. Always, usually. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. Underground artists though like don't necessarily want to be underground. It's just they right. haven't it's just, had the right break or something. This is where know? I am. It's not a genre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm I do like a lot of mainstream stuff nowadays, especially mm-hmm. like back in like the partying days, like that made me kind of realize like, oh, like this beat like makes me want to move. Right. And like the at least they're flowing on the beat. Like, yeah. I've heard people freestyle and like there's not even a flow. And it's like okay, like it's just yeah. kind of hard to listen. It sounds to. like gibberish thrown yeah. in a rhyme somehow. Yeah, You're right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I feel like I probably have a really wide range of music I listen to. Like, people would probably be shocked by some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of I listen to a lot of Brad Paisley and oh no, Daniel country Bradbury. is the only thing that I don't like. <laughs> like straight up country, like kind of makes me suicidal yeah honestly. i like, think that's almost half of its intended purpose uh i don't know did. if you've heard the music it's sad <laughs> my dog exactly. that's everyone's first <laughs> yeah first reference is always the dog yeah or mine's what? the horse but yeah <laughs> i'm not a big fan of country music either 
Um, <laughs> but we'll get you out of here quick. We'll wrap it up. Uh, I got one question for you, and I guess you kind of covered it a little bit when, uh, well, not so much, but you spoke of kind of inspiring others to do art and how you know others have, everyone has a little bit of creativity in them or yeah. a line or something flowing up there. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say is your goal? Uh, what do you want to do with your art? Um, I mean, there's like a few different goals. Mm -hmm. Number one, be able to quit my day job. Yes. Hey, that's, that's the first. Yeah. And then number two, um, I don't know, man, I kind of have a lot of different like ideas rolling around all the time. And mm -hmm. I really want to do some type of like workshop with like music and skateboarding and art mm -hmm. for like, um, like troubled youths that, you know, like, experimenting with drugs and that type right of stuff. because we and, were there as yeah, well yeah. exactly and i don't know i feel like that would be one of like the end goals for mm -hmm. sure in, in retirement yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but i mean then i wouldn't be retiring i had to be running this exactly whole place. <laughs> yeah that's when you're retiring from the road or retiring from performance that's when like skaters will open up uh skate shops i don't know yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah it's that type or of they start their own uh, board press company right their own label or yeah if it's a rapper there we go <laughs> <laughs> or their own vodka or yeah but or being uh over was it over two years sober now right yeah like two years and three months now nice shouts out um yeah. shouts out to you and sobriety <laughs> yeah. um but yeah being over two years sober now i don't think you're opening a wine label isn't in your probably not no you got to diversify that portfolio i'm, I'm son. trying to get a sponsorship from Lacroix, just just the key lime flavor yes <laughs> is it a separate entity yeah. i need it i want to like 50 cent had his own flavor of vitamin water right i want my own flavor of Lacroix, <laughs> but it's also already a flavor yeah yeah uh, i just want it to be mine now. Right. Yeah. Hey, if that's not ultimate goals, I don't know what is. Yeah. Or like at least a commercial for it. Yeah. Be cool. There you go. Fe being featured in the commercial would get you a lifetime supply. That's all I'm I sure. need. That's what I'm shooting for. Oh, yeah. Well, vitamin water. Wait, no, not vitamin water. LaCroix. Holla at you, boy. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at that dead poet. All one word. And find him on Spotify, Apple music um supposedly pandora yeah, and you can you can look on youtube i'm sure oh yeah youtube um i do have a few old videos up there but i am going to this uh before next winter mm -hmm. um me and my fiance are gonna do like this whole youtube page where we i have music videos on there she mm -hmm. could have like time lapses of her art Right. On. Um, and then even like skits, like I've been writing like a bunch of skits, like in my notes and I mm -hmm. could actually, Oh, please. at you if you want to do I'm, some characters. Or I'm something. always looking for work. I nice. don't know if you know me, I'm a struggling comedian. Uh, oh. I'm always w looking to get my face on something. All right. Well, I'll hit you up when we're filming stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, please do. Um, and also shout out to your fiance, Jessica. Yep. Jessica Amazing Walker. artist. Yeah. Um, and check out her portfolio, her website. Um, you got the URL on your head? Uh, I don't know her website, but I know Instagram, uh, Walker Custom Art is 
I feel like she probably is the most consistent with that. Awesome. Yeah. Check that out, too. And thank you guys for listening. As always, I've been Hunter Miles. We've welcomed the beautiful Jared, that dead poet Rios, in the studio today. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Hunter Miles. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Where Is This Going Pod and on Twitter at Where Is This GoPo. And hey, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, I think the bun's down there or somewhere. Uh, and hit the notification bell to then you'll know when we have a new video up. Um, and if not watching, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, share. Tell your friends. We need more subscribers or listeners. Or just tell me you're listening. I like I like feedback. You know, send us an email. Where is this going? Pod at gmail dot com. All right. Thank you. Bye. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.